Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. I just want to start off by saying that this segment is going to be about repressed emotions, healing your repressed feelings and thoughts, healing from past traumas and things of that nature. So it could be a trigger. I also want to say that if you are feeling uh, thoughts of suicide, uh, thoughts of self-harm or harming others, severe anxiety, severe depression, any kind of serious mental or physical ailments, please seek medical attention. So this podcast is not a substitute for seeking medical attention. The sole purpose of this podcast is to help you heal from your past traumas and to live a better, more productive life. Okay, so can your physical, uh, can your mental, emotional, uh, repressed traumas, uh, repressed feelings, can that actually lead to a physical ailment? And the answer is yes. So anytime you're dealing with stress, anxiety, depression, any mental conditions, they can all manifest themselves into physical symptoms, physical ailments, sleep problems, pain in any part of your body, muscle tension, um, digestive issues, appetite changes, sexual changes, things like that. Everything can manifest itself somewhere else in the body. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Okay. It's a proven fact that the number of people who suffer from chronic illnesses have repressed emotions and childhood trauma that are contributing factors to this. Okay, so I want to talk about recognizing repressed emotions. A question I get asked a lot is, how do I know if I have repressed emotions? Okay, so there are no defining tests or, or techniques to go about um, figuring this out. This is why we dig deep into the shadows. This is why we either go to therapy or we do meditation and we reflect inward and we find those um, feelings. We find those uh, memories, those repressed experiences. These signs affect how you treat other people, yourself, and they can also be evident in your behaviors or feelings. So if you have repressed traumas, if you have um, any kind of hidden feelings or emotions or anything that has been pushed deep down inside, it most definitely affects who you are right now. It affects how you are towards other people. It affects how you treat yourself, how you feel about yourself. Remember that self-love comes into play. Even if you have a trauma that you don't feel is something that you caused, which a lot of us do, let's be honest. A lot of us who have dealt with, with childhood traumas or any kind of trauma, in some way or another, we feel as though it was our fault in, in one way or another. So even if you don't feel that way, it still is going to affect how you treat yourself. Okay, so that's one thing to be aware of. So recognizing those emotions, those repressed feelings, naming and understanding your emotional experience is something you will often find troubling when you're dealing with depressed repressed emotions. So naming and understanding that emotional experience. So actually going back to the time 
and the place that it happened, putting a name, putting a face, putting an experience to it, is going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult experience for you. Whether it's hard to even do it or it's hard to sit with it when you're doing it, you, it still needs to be done. When your needs are not being served by certain aspects in your life, you may find it difficult to recognize that. Okay? So when you know when you don't know that your needs aren't being met, you know that there's something missing, you know that there's something that's not there or you feel empty or you feel not heard or not seen, it may be hard to pinpoint down exactly what that is. But it's there and it needs to be recognized. You need to bring that forward. You need to do some self-discovery at this point. I always recommend meditation first and foremost because meditation is something that you sit with. Meditation is very difficult. People say, oh, this is, you know, this is stupid or meditation is, it's so simple or, you know, why do you need to... Um, have a guided meditation? Why do you need to pay for this service? Why do you need to do this? You just sit in calm and quiet. Well, that's the thing. That is the hardest part about meditation is to actually sit in calm and quiet. To quiet your mind is one of the hardest things to do internally. We all have thoughts that are racing, especially if you have anxiety. You have thoughts that are racing constantly and it is so difficult to quiet your mind That's why meditation is a practice. It's something that you do over and over and over again until you become fluid, till it becomes something that is natural for you. Meditation is not easy. It is not something that everyone can do all the time with no practice. You need to practice it. And trust me, once you're able to sit calm with your quiet mind, you will bring up all sorts of repressed emotions and feelings and traumas that will help you move past that, okay? Okay, so you may experience this. When someone asks you about your feelings, you feel distressed or irritated. So that's mainly because you don't know how to properly deal with emotions and feelings because you have repressed emotions And you've never been taught or you've never learned to deal with those, to sit with those, to be okay with those feelings and to know that you're not okay, but you will be. Okay? You never ponder on upsetting or uh, insignificant things. And that makes you feel cheerful and calm most of the time. Okay, so here's the thing. We can all feel cheerful and calm and happy, okay? We can all fake it till we make it. We can all put those things way back in our mind, the negativity way back in our mind, and we can live happy lives. So you think, right? So you think. But one day, something's going to trigger you. One one time, you're going to have something negative or sad, and you're not going to know how to deal with it. Okay, we need to ponder on upsetting or insignificant things. Okay, we need to sit down and think about the negative. We need to sit down and think about the the things that don't make you happy, the things that are upsetting you. You need to think about those things because at one point or another, 
They're going to come up. We need to know how to deal with them. So putting it in the back, pushing it down, not talking about it, not feeling that pain is not doing you any good. It is not serving you to the highest level. I'm not telling you to dwell on it, although I am telling you that you need to be able to sit with it. You need to hone in on that and really feel that pain before you can let it go. So putting something to the back of your mind is not letting it go. It is hiding it. It is repressing it. That's not what you need to do. You need to sit with it. You need to feel it. And you need to know that it's okay to not be okay. And you need to let it go. Okay? I always say letting things go is good in a ceremony. You have a ceremony for everything. You have a ceremony for a wedding. You have a ceremony for for graduating, for doing something new with your life. You have a ceremony for um, birthdays. You have a ceremony for death. Right? So why don't you have a ceremony for letting go of something and moving on? Celebrate the small victories. Remember the, the small experiences in your life. Okay, another experience, another um, thing that you might experience if you have repressed emotions, when other people tell you about their feelings, you experience unease and discomfort, right? So when other people tell you about how they're feeling, that makes you uncomfortable because you've never learned to sit with your own feelings. How, how can you sit with someone else's feelings? That doesn't, you know, that doesn't seem like something you would be able to do sitting with understanding someone else's feelings and emotions when you haven't done that for yourself. You know, if we're expected to listen to other people, friends, family, coworkers, significant others, you know, whomever, children, if we're expected to listen to to their feelings and their emotions and give them your attention and your and your healing and your your energy, then why can you not do that for yourself? You may have the tendency to forget things. You never understand why. But you feel stressed, low, nervous, most of the time. You regularly feel numb or blank. These are all other things that you might be feeling if you have repressed emotions. Right? Let's go back over that. You never, or you have a tendency to forget things. You never understand why, but you feel stressed, low, or nervous most of the time. You regularly feel numb or blank. So these are all signs of repressed emotions. You need to... So this is also a trauma response. Trying to make others feel okay all of the time. We set aside, as as trauma victims, we set aside our own emotions... We repress them because we don't deal with them. We repress them. We put them in the back of our mind. And we worry about other people's emotions and feelings. We put others' emotions and feelings above our own. That is a healing. That is a trauma response. That is a lack of healing. Okay? Trauma responses are many. There are many trauma responses. And a lot of times we say that those make us empathic. We say that those make us more inept to feel other people's emotions. It does not. It means that we have the same amount of ability to feel others' emotions as everyone else does. Everyone has that ability, okay? 
I'm not saying that everyone is an empath. I'm saying that everyone has the ability to really hone in on other people's emotions. But the difference is that a lot of times other people put their emotions first before everyone else's. That is what you need to learn to do. I'm not saying every situation is like this. If someone is going through a serious trauma, a loss of a loved one, um, a severe medical illness or something of that nature, yes, of course, for that moment, you put their feelings above yours. But I'm talking on a day-to-day basis, guys. On a day-to-day basis, when we see someone um, just having a normal day, we put their emotions above ours. When we see someone that may be upset with us, you don't you don't be concerned about whether you're upset, whether there's a situation, an argument, whether you're right in this. You always are just concerned if they are upset with you, if they are feeling negatively, if they are feeling bad. And that is a trauma response. That is repressed emotions telling you that you have repressed feelings that need to be dealt with. Okay, So what we need to do to recognize these repressed emotions, and like I said earlier, there is no test. Okay? The manner in which you respond to others and your behavioral expressions is how repressed emotions commonly show up. You might develop problems in your interpersonal relationships when your emotions get in, especially when they get triggered by small things. Your built-up emotions can explode after you've been struggling to express them healthily healthily. (laughs) So here's the thing. Let's shorten that. Let's make sense of this. Repressed emotions often come up at the worst times. Let's face it. It is the worst time. So you can be feeling, you can be repressing a serious emotional trauma and you have the smallest argument with someone. They may not have even caused you that trauma. It may have been someone else or something else, but you have a slight argument or a slight incidence where that repressed emotional state comes full force into the situation that has nothing to do with it. And suddenly you're faced with all of that flood of emotions. You're overwhelmed, you're anxious, you're upset, you're hurt. And it may not even be the same situation. It may not even be relevant at all. That is why we don't repress emotions. We can't live like that. You can't live blowing up over a small thing when it has nothing to do with what is really causing you pain. Okay? And this this causes... When you repress emotions, it causes you to not be able to praise yourself, to, to hold yourself accountable for small things, good or bad. It... It makes it harder for you to understand how other people feel and where they're coming from because you don't understand feelings and emotions, okay? It affects your ability to talk about things that really matter to you. Okay, so dealing with stressful situations may upset you more than it needs to. You avoid being alone by spending most of your time with other people. You avoid avoid feelings that you don't want to explore. You just stay numb. You stay numb by immersing yourself in social media or TV shows or other people's lives. Anything that doesn't have real substance. 
okay? Other than expressing what you really want and need, you just go along with the situations. Anything to keep you calm and numb, right? Anything to keep you from really feeling. A lot of people with anxiety and depression do this because they don't want to feel those emotions. They don't want to feel those those thoughts. They don't want to hear them. They don't want to deal with it because it's easier just to put them away and to just keep going on with your day-to-day life, making sure that everyone else is taken care of, immersing, your, Im- immersing yourself in the situations that don't mean much to you, right? So what I'm telling you to do now is to recognize these emotions, sit with them, meditate on them, journal if you need to. I always say journaling is good. I don't like to write. I don't like to journal. But if you just sit down and write down a couple of things that you're feeling in that moment, you can revisit that. And it makes it easier not to forget about it, not to push it down. If you have that on paper or or a tablet or something of that nature, you can revisit it when you need to, when you need to sit with it, when you need to feel it. And that can help you move on. That can help you move past all of this negativity and and powerful energy that is just not suiting you to the highest good. Okay, is it really possible to release all of this sadness, trauma, stress, anxiety, fear, anxiousness, anger that you've been holding on to? Yes, it is. And I always say that the first step is to talk to someone. A mental health professional is, is the first step I always tell people to take. You might not find healing in therapy, but you might. You might need it way more than you even know. Right? So I always tell people that that is the first step. They can help you pull that out. That's someone that can sit with you face-to-face. It doesn't even have to be a, a standard psychologist. It can be... Um, you know, another practitioner that is trained in dealing with trauma and, and healing and repressed emotions. Okay, so you, that is always what I say to do first. Meditation is always what I say to do second. And third is journaling or writing it down. Get it out there. You can also have um, a voice recorder that you just say certain things to, like... Um, an emotional state that you're feeling at that moment, record it and play it back to yourself. And you never know if you get enough of those recordings about a certain thing. Okay. Someone said this to me today. I found unattractive today. I saw this today on television. It it triggered me. Eventually you're going to realize that that is a repressed emotion. You're repressing something that you don't even realize and it will come up. It will come up to the surface and you will be able to heal from it. the release of these energies okay these energies include surprise sadness happiness fear disgust and anger and the release of those is simple all of the steps that I've told you so far you get there you sit with that emotion And you do this repeatedly. You sit with that emotion. You sit with it. And then you practice your affirmations, your daily affirmations. Whatever you're feeling, write it down. Post it on your mirror and say it to yourself. Whatever you're feeling, 
if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling you're, like you're always this anxious person, I want you to sit down and write, I am not my anxiety. I am able to live a fulfilled, happy life. Right? If you're anxious all the time, I'm anxious. I'm a terribly anxious person. I've suffered with anxiety my whole life. And sitting there and saying affirmations to myself all of, t- all of the time is letting me know you are not your ADHD, you are not your depression, you are not your past trauma, you are not your addiction, right? Separate yourself, the self, the inner self from this ailment and recognize it. Give it a name, give it a face and recognize that you are two separate entities. You need to overcome that, okay? That is one thing that I always say is helpful in this transformation, Don't beat yourself up for setbacks. Setbacks happen. We are human. We move past it. Every day is a new day. Every day is day one. Right? Every day is day one of your healing. Okay, so we have about 11 basic emotions that we feel. Shame, sensory pleasure, satisfaction, relief, pride, guilt, excitement, embarrassment, contentment, contempt, and amusement. I'm not going to go in depth with these guys. I have an in-depth workshop on this whole process. I'm just taking bits and pieces to try to help you in the best way possible, but I do have an in-depth workshop. It is on my website. It is only $33 and it is amazing. Okay, so I'm not going to go in depth into these emotions, but you can kind of get the gist of it. You know what these emotions mean. You know what they are. And we just have to recognize them when we feel them. Some of them are positive and some of them are not. Some of them seem like they would be positive, but to a person repressing trauma and, and emotions, Anything can be a negative emotion here, okay? Like too much pleasure can be a negative for you if you're repressing emotions, if you're repressing trauma, okay? Anything. Okay, so let's do an exercise. Write down your negative thoughts and emotions. Do not repress them. Let it out from your chest. This is another time when a breathing exercise would happen. You would breathe. You would breathe out those emotions. You sit with them. You feel them. You write it down. You look at it. You read it. And you really understand it. You breathe in the feeling that you want to have. And you breathe out all of that pain, fear, stress, anxiety, anger. I want you to continue doing this. Like I always say, three weeks is the time that you need to get to. Push yourself through those first three weeks. It'll be really difficult after a couple of days. It's going to get really hard. And then once you get to three weeks, it becomes a habit. Once you have a habit, it's harder to break. Okay? So you don't form a habit until that three-week mark. But once you have a habit, it's harder to break. And you are able to 
to continue that path. You are able to continue that healing positive path. Okay, I want to leave you guys with a couple of things that can also help improve your mood, to help improve your positivity, your happiness, and your life. So this is just a list of positive habits that I have. Okay, so when you're going through this negative, um, all of this negative energy, it's going to sit with you and it's going to stick. Okay, so what we need to do is to come up with some positive habits that work for you. I always say to pick three and stick with them. You can change one out here and there, but at least stay con- consistent with three. Okay, these are basic everything, every tips everyone knows already. Okay, so this is not anything special. This is not a secret. Everyone knows that they need to do these things. They just don't. So along with your three weeks of sitting with your your repressed emotions, journaling, meditation, and speaking with someone, a healthcare professional, I want you to also practice three of these healthy habits, these positive habits, fitness goals. If you are able, start a fitness regimen, whether it just be walking, jogging, yoga, any of those. Meditation is a healthy mental fitness habit. It is not physically, it is not physical fitness. Yoga is another practice that you can do in lieu, um, in, in combination with meditation. You can walk and meditate. These are all things that you can do for your physical fitness, okay? Find a hobby, something that you enjoy doing. I know a lot of times when we're dealing with Um, physical abuse, mental or emotional abuse from a spouse, from a parent, from someone, anyone, we lose track of our hobbies, things that we love because we don't get to enjoy those. So if you're in a bad um, situation like that, I implore you to make a plan to try to get out of it in one way or another. Speak with someone, get help. You are not a burden there are people here to help you there's always someone there to help you there's always a way out okay i know you might say that this is just temporary that this won't keep happening but it will and you need to find a way to get out and when you do find something that you enjoy that makes you truly happy okay look at the negative this is a big one truly see negative things truly envision them see the negativity in everything don't sit with it. Don't leave it for too long because then it will consume you and you will become negative, basically. Your energy that you hold with inside of you will consume you. So just look at it. Embrace positivity. Embrace the positive. Embrace everything you can. Every little victory. Celebrate it. Every little tiny victory that you find in yourself, in your everyday life, in your emotional state. Embrace it. Think success. Think of successful things in your life. Anything that you can claim as a success, celebrate it. Writing. Okay? That's a great one. I always say practice letting go. Do a ritual. Have a ritual for letting go of something. I always burn during a moon ceremony, but it doesn't have to be during a full moon ceremony. It can be any time. Write it down, find a safe place, and burn it. 
let it go. Watch the ashes fly away into the universe. Okay? That is an example of ways to let go. Okay, take five-minute breaks. When you're feeling overwhelmed, just take a five-minute break. A mental break. Okay? Practice healthy emotional habits. Diaphragm breathing. Breathing from your diaphragm slowly in and out. Those are positive techniques. Sitting outside, outside, getting grounded, sitting on the ground, sitting in nature, sitting by water or trees or any type of nature that you enjoy, that is helpful. Stopping short. Okay? Let's not do that. Let's continue. Not reacting. Okay? So... You can act on things. Don't react to things, right? When, you, when there's something that is triggering you, don't just react to it. Sit, wait, think, and then have an action. Redirection. Redirect yourself away from all of this negativity. Anything that is negative, anything that is not serving you to the highest good, redirect yourself away from it. Establish goals. And learn to say no. Establish goals. Think of your goals. What do you want out of life? You can write these down as well. And say no. It's okay to say no. If you don't want to do something, it's okay to say no. This goes back to trauma response. If you are so concerned and so overwhelmed with hurting someone else's feelings that you cannot say no, that is a problem. You are allowed to say no. Okay? Try to work in bulk. Simplify your day. If you've got a lot to do, try to do everything at one time that you can. Don't spread it out through the day that's just procrastinating, that's putting something off. If you do it all at once, get it over with. You have time for yourself. Identify your emotions and learn perspective. Learn and recognize what's important to you and identify your emotions. If you're angry, identify that as angry. Say it. Say it out loud. I'm angry because... I'm angry because this happened. I'm angry because you made me feel this way. I'm angry because I feel this way. I am happy because I am alive. I am happy because I had a small victory today. I am sad because I am hurt. Feel your emotions. Okay, that is my list of positive habits. Try them. Practice three. Practice three at a time. Move on. Switch them out. Practice more if you need to. Right? We are going to heal from this. We are going to bring out these repressed emotions and these past traumas. say that you are safe and you are welcome here and I am always happy to chat with you it's been a pleasure and I look forward to speaking to you again next time next week so tune back in have a great day 
Hello everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful Friday, um, or whatever day, if you're listening to this uh, another time. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, eight weeks of emotions. So in my course, I have a eight-week program that allows you to record and journal your emotional state whenever you're triggered by something or whenever you're happy or just anytime really write down this emotional state and keep it for eight weeks and at the end of those eight weeks you're going to go back and you're going to look and see how your emotional state has changed um so I want you guys to do that as well uh just go back and or I mean you know write down every every day for eight weeks just emotions that you feel throughout the day like happy angry things like that and if your emotions are more on the negative side than they are on the positive side then that means you need to reevaluate you need to reevaluate something in your life that's causing those negative emotions so that you can move on to a more peaceful positive happier life okay so uh, on top of that I also want to talk about emotional exhaustion so I go over this in my course and uh, emotional exhaustion can it can sneak up on you in different in different times right so you can just be perfectly fine one minute and then just feel so drained it just all hits you at once you can become emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed if you're experiencing long-term stress so if you've got some really big stressor in your life you can just become emotionally exhausted That's where your emotions just shut down and you don't know how to feel. You might feel numb. You might just feel angry. You may just feel one of those emotions really strong. So it may make you feel just angry all the time for no reason or sad all the time for no reason or numb, no feeling at all, just indifferent to everything. And that's not the way that you should live your life. Okay, some symptoms of emotional exhaustion. Or depression, a sense of dread, increased cynicism or pessimism, just angry, negative, irrational anger, difficulty concentrating, nervousness, change in your appetite, either overeating or undereating, headaches more frequent than normal, more severe than normal, absent-mindedness, so just numb, letting go, feeling hopeless, tired, extreme fatigue, physical fatigue, irritability, trouble sleeping, or oversleeping. That's one that we often miss, oversleeping, sleeping too much. You just want to sleep the day away because that's a whole lot easier than dealing with your stressors, right? And lack of motivation. So those are all things that can be signs and symptoms of emotional exhaustion. So employees, so if your stress is coming from work, you may be having a high turnover rate um, in your job that maybe you're shifting jobs too much, more absences, lower commitment to organization and failure to meet deadlines. So um, anything can be the cause of this. It can be work, personal, home, 
life stress, um, health stress, anything like that, chronic stress can take a toll on your body and present itself over time. If it persists, if your stress keeps going and going and going and you keep just being bombarded with things, you're never going to be able to dig yourself out of that. You need to take a pause, push the pause button on life and just take a second to step back and try to reevaluate Get your priorities in order, figure out what you need to do to get rid of all that stress in your life. Okay, here's the common triggers to emotional exhaustion. Living with a chronic illness or an injury, um, if you hurt yourself at one point and you just live with this illness, this pain, this injury, if you have a mental disorder or um, some kind of chronic illness, a terminal illness, um, autoimmune kind of disorders, things like that, um, a death in the family or a friend's uh, divorce, um, bad relationship, relationship stress, being a caregiver for loved ones, so taking care of someone that's ill is difficult, um, homelessness, raising children, working at a job you hate or long hours, tough school, um, long-term schooling, such as medical school, um, things like that, a high-pressure job, like teachers, police officers, doctors, nurses, things like that. Those are things that can all trigger emotional exhaustion. Actually, any job. I also want to put in their customer service. To be honest, I worked at um, a very, very large company, a company that everyone knows. I don't want to say the name. But um, you order online, you get your products around two days. Um, You probably know what I'm talking about. But I worked there in their customer service, uh, and it was horrendous. Um, (laughs) The training process did not provide you with enough training to feel ready for the job. The customers were terrible, and they were allowed to walk all over you, and you had to deal with it, and so on and so forth. Um, I just felt like that there's not enough money in the world to make me have to deal with men calling in and telling me to speak to them in dirty voices or customers yelling at me telling me that I'm a piece of shit or things like that I mean honestly that's not okay it's not okay in any field of work or any aspect in your life to be treated that way so I want to add customer service to that because that can trigger emotional exhaustion trust me Okay, so how do we treat the emotional exhaustion? You can prevent burnout if you manage your symptoms and you make small changes to your daily habits. Symptoms of emotional exhaustion can be alleviated when you take certain lifestyle changes and techniques that can be very helpful. I'm going to stress this again, like I always do, meditation is key. If you cannot get out of the situation that's causing you that emotional exhaustion, then you need to take steps to relax yourself. Um, Some time out for you, an hour away from everybody else to relax. Um, Grounding yourself in nature. Um, Going swimming. Any kind of, you know, massage. Any kind of lifestyle change. Eating habits, sleeping habits. Change any of those. Uh, Your fitness 
goals, change any of those to help you. If you cannot get rid of the emotional stress, try other things to help you relax in other aspects of your life. It might help diminish that. Um, eating ha- eating healthy, exercise, limiting alcohol, things like that are supposed to help as well. Getting enough sleep, practicing mindfulness. Um, mindfulness can be a key to balancing your emotions, right? So you keep a journal, you write things down, you're going for a walk out in nature, breathing exercises, um, breathing from your diaphragm, uh, yoga, meditation, um, Reiki healing is another service um, that I provide and Reiki is amazing for um, helping you realign your chakras, helping you relax, helping you get rid of stress and pain. Um, all types of things, everything Reiki can help you. For one, aside from the healing power of Reiki, the fact that you're laying somewhere quietly and relaxing, that is a form of meditation that is relaxing to anybody, right? So connecting with someone, if you have a person in your life that you connect with, that you feel could be helpful in these tough times for you, a parent, a relative, a friend, uh, a child, um, partner, co-worker, anyone, a therapist, anyone that can be helpful. Talking to a therapist is helpful. Talking to your doctor might be helpful. Taking a break, um, just like I said, even if it's just going to the movies or just sitting in your car for a little while or getting out in nature, that's really helpful. So we talked about last week repressed emotions and things like that. Um, I also want to talk about steps to help you clear your energy, clear the energy that's stuck in your body. Um, So there's a lot of those types of things that we can work on and that'll probably be in next Friday's. uh, We'll probably do some exercises and some, um, some ways to deal with all of this in next Friday's podcast but I just want to talk about how to release stuck emotions in your body Um, so we are all born to be openly and freely and express our emotions because we're emotional creatures but as we grow it's like every every instance every big event every tragedy every bad relationship every experience with bullying every letdown it builds up slower and slower, like building a brick wall, right? So that those are things that build up as we grow. Our desire to be accepted, earn love, and to fit in, it comes in and it encourages us to repress our emotions when we should rather express them. A lot of people utilize a defense mechanism to pretending and avoiding their uncomfortable emotions just to hide their emotions and then they end up hiding themselves. So let's take a deep dive into that phrase there or that that paragraph there. As we yearn to be accepted by others and want the approval of others, we learn to repress our emotions Instead of expressing them and being open and honest, we learn to lie and hide and people please because life teaches us that that's how we get ahead. That's how we make friends. That's how we get a relationship. 
that's how we are successful in work. That's not true. So you need to express your emotions instead of pushing them down. Right? Or else eventually we will end up hiding ourselves. Every aspect of what people see on the outside will be fake. No one will know the real us and we will lose the real us. Right? So no one will know who we truly are and we will not remember who we once were. We will become the person that is people-pleasing, that is not showing their emotions, not sharing their emotions, not getting what they want out of life. What do these suppressed emotions cause? It'll become impossible for you to heal and you'll be stuck in getting over your emotions. If you don't face suppressed emotions, you may not know you may not know it, but your suppressed emotions will keep gaining life power over you, right? And over your behavior because it will gradually move from your consciousness to your unconscious mind. And this alone will be a trap that makes you feel like your pain is long gone, right? But it's not. It's still there. It's buried with you. You're burying yourself with all of this pain, this trapped emotions, these repressed emotions, these repressed feelings, and you will not be able to get out of it. It'll be, it'll feel like you cannot get out of it. I mean, we can all change our lifestyles, but it'll just feel like you're drowning. It'll feel like you cannot move or, or get free in any way. You'll find it difficult to believe in yourself, your present, your future. You'll keep getting hurt by what your ego projects to you. The more you keep choosing to not heal from them, you know you're suppressing your emotions. They'll be used against you by your ego. Right? So, that's, that's difficult to process. That one's a difficult one to process. Because we all know what the ego does, right? Your ego gets in your way. It stands in your way. And it projects to you this, this alternate self. And it makes you feel a little better for a little while. And then, boom. You're stuck right back, crying in the corner, screaming at your loved ones when they don't deserve it, feeling stuck and unmotivated and like your life force is drained from you. Okay, so let's try these three R strategies to overcome energy that's stuck in your body. Recognize, respond, reset. I want you to remember that. Write that down if you need to. Um, write that down and look at it so that when you can, when you feel a certain way, you can recognize it, you can respond, and you can reset. Okay? Learning to recognize and accept our feelings as they come and go is crucial. Learning to express our emotions healthily will follow suit to prevent our emotions from getting stuck. Expression is the opposite of repression. Okay, let me say that again. Expression is the opposite of repression. So when you're expressing those emotions, you're expressing those feelings, you're expressing who you are. 
That is the complete opposite of repressing yourself and your emotions. That is what we all need to do. And if you've got some emotional energy stuck in your body, you can process those emotions by using those three simple steps to recognize, respond, and reset. Right? Recognizing is step one. It's self-awareness. Without being judgmental, you need to be able to feel what is happening to your body, accept it, and have a clear idea of what is happening. Write it down, the emotions that you refuse to feel, and accept them. You have to feel it to heal it. That's a quote. I'm not sure who the author of that quote is, to be honest. Um, I would love to give them credit, but you do have to feel it to heal it. You have to feel those emotions before you can let them set them free and heal. Respond. Self-examination. Self-expression. You need to look. Let go of your emotions by moving the energy of the emotion through and out your body. That's the goal. For emotions to be processed, they need to be expressed. Foremost, express the emotions on a bodily level and understand that there has to be an integrated an integration of the body and mind before true healing can occur. So you have to connect your body and your mind and let these emotions spread through your mind and your body and let them go. Self-expression must be embodied and it must be authentic. No judgment. Accept yourself, accept these emotions and let them go. And a reset Your third step in this process is self-care. Coming back into balance and wellness, resetting to a relaxed and open state, and realigning with your authentic self is the goal here. Habits that will bring the feeling of well-being should be indulged. Healthy habits should be used here. As you get yourself rededicated to the mind-body self-care, So as you go back to feeling of your mind and body are first priority, self-love, self-care are important here, and you need to realign yourself. So take those negative repressed emotions, feel them, let them free, and work on healing yourself. Okay, so I hope that this has been helpful for helping you guys with your emotional state dealing with these traumas, dealing with all of this can be super stressful. Any kind of stress in life is not always positive. You can have even small stress that can still get to you and you still need to work through those issues and realign your mind and body. Okay, so next week on the podcast, what I'm going to be talking about is steps to release suppressed emotions. We're going to go through ways to get that out. So if you weren't successful in working through in the three R's, then you may still have some repressed stress and repressed emotions in your body that we need to work through. So join me next Friday and we'll go over those. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Go with love and light and positivity and take care of yourself.